Hey, fellow Uplanders, welcome to the Upland Property Experts Podcast, episode 201. Are you ready for this episode? Yes, absolutely. We are coming live from the Upland Metaverse Cafe for very first time. Super excited about that. Shout out to all those in the cafe. Yes, absolutely. Awesome to be in the cafe. And we got the topics that you want to hear about today from the secondary market updates to my map assets being manufactured and hitting the Upland Metaverse. Not only that, we got some very special guests some well-known Uplanders, the one and only Shaktalin is going to be here. We got Dak from URL giving some update, going to spill some beans on Kaboom. And who knows, could even be a ninja up in here. So, Or a tuned. racing update. Who knows what other shenanigans we have inside. Stay <laughs> <All> tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned to this wonderful episode number 201. The Upland Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Experts, baby, UPX. All right. We're back after that wonderful theme song from Mars, Utah. Oh, what do you guys think? Do you like the little like intro into the to the theme song, or do you like the the starting out at the theme song? Let us know in the comments. Shoot us in a DM. We're trying out some new things. Yeah, shake up the algorithm like a magic eight ball. Yeah, definitely shake it up. Try something new and. Uh, We'll get better at that, but that was something that we were trying for the first time there. Um, it's awesome to be streaming live from the Upland Cafe. We're the first content creators. They did some racing live from the cafe, but we're the first show show to be broadcast in the Upland Cafe. Hey, there we go. See, you were gonna you were gonna not stream on Twitch tonight. You're right. B man out on Twitch. What up? Yeah. Oh, you missed the pre-intro. It was pretty dope. Absolutely. You can always watch it again on YouTube later. On YouTube, get those extra views in. Have we confirmed or do we have, I think we have some people in the background that are watching in the cafe. Are we live in the cafe? Like, can you guys like, is it, do they see us? Yes. I don't even know. It's actually pretty cool. I uh, tested out with Lizette today, and when they put us up there, it goes all the way around the cafe. So the cafe is pretty cool. Uh, You can see my landmark. It's kind of off on the side. You see the Trans-American building. Um, Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a pretty cool setup, and there's two floors to it. On the second floor, they have these giant lava lamps up there. It's a pretty nice hangout, and it's kind of, it's just like when, you know, we hung out in Nowhere a few episodes back with John. It's just that in Upland, and you're seeing the Upland metaverse uh, around you. But there seems to be about a 45-second delay from what we're broadcasting here. And <laughs> yes, uh, on the back windows, it's just huge pictures of our heads. I think that's supposed to be Estonia. <laughs> yes. He's like Godzilla. Damn, he's huge in Japan. 
Yeah. What up? Yes, yes. So now excited. And after the episode, once we wrap up the show, we'll jump in with our avatars to the cafe and hang out with everybody that's there in the cafe. It's just kind of hard bandwidth wise to do everything we need to do. And we don't want to interrupt the stream. So we will be there after the show to hang out with everybody in the cafe. Yeah. For a little bit. For a minute. A little longer than a minute. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not vouching for you. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm vouching for you that you'll be there in the- <laughs> all right I, do we have a do we actually have a show today or is it That's, just all nonsense every show is all nonsense you actually believe we have a show each week That's true yeah good to be here considering it's 4:30 in the morning yeah Midderland's always a beast if he's if they got a chance they're they're on here from Estonia representing I'll always Represent. love our loyal listeners. And then uh, for the people, if you're on YouTube and watching live right now, go ahead and jump into the cafe. Upland is giving away 10 of the wearables and for our show. So you have to be in the cafe with your avatar to be eligible to win 10. They're giving away a total of 40 of them over the next couple of days. You have uh, you have more cheeses show. Um, Friday night, she'll be giving some away, Upland Racing League, and then Elijah's Judah's game night on Saturday night. He'll be giving away, uh, Upland will be giving away people that join the cafe for that. I really like how Upland is using the content creators to help, you know, one, they're helping promote our shows by putting us in the cafe, but two, they're also engaging everybody else to come check out, check out something different that they might not be aware of with these giveaways. I like it. Yeah. So if users want to know, we got a lot of questions coming in. How do I, how do I get there? Uh, How do they get there? All right. Easiest way to get to the Upland Cafe. Let's see here. First outside. I feel like we need to like put it against the song, how to get to Sesame Street. Right. How do you, no? How, no, what's the address? I, so. no, I, I don't think no, it's you don't even need, you don't even need an address. Look at that. Check this out. We got a little pop up. That's what? us. Watch that. Yeah. Live in the Upland Cafe. So Ooh. if you come here on your search, oh, I went a little too fast. Come on down here. Hit your little search icon. Come up here to the directory. Go ahead and go to the cafe. And you take one click and you load on up. And. You get into the cafe, but I'm going to stop because we'll get bad. <laughs> you're gonna, We're going to get a lot of feedback once, I, once I jump in there. No. Or you can. There it is. 722 Montgomery Street, San Francisco. You can go there um, if you wanted to do that. No, I upgraded. I know I used to have bandwidth issues, but I did upgrade. I upgraded a while ago. You just haven't right. noticed I haven't had any issues in a long time. You know what? I As soon as I said <laughs> that, I was like, man, he actually hasn't had any issues in a little bit. Yeah, December, they finally got the real fiber ran to my house, and not the fake U-verse fiber. Yeah. So, it's been good. Switched over, switched over, have, um, haven't had any issues. So, that's good. What Indeed. Do you, oh, I was like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I'm still admiring our picture <laughs> on the push notification. Take a screenshot. I forgot to do that when mine popped oh, up. Yeah. I just dismissed it. 
No. See, I, I'm like, that's going to be my new background. Like, oh, look at that. I can Join always- the Upland Property Experts podcast at the San Francisco Upland Cafe now. They're currently live streaming their episode and will be hosting a meetup at the cafe afterwards. Plus, we have a special treat for you. We're giving away the Wolf and Toucan wearables, 10 lucky Uplanders uh, at the event. Whoa, Wolf and Toucan. So that is confirmed, Wolf and Toucan. Yeah, we got an email before our show, so I had to add that to things to check prior to the show is check your emails from Upland. You know, last mm. week they told us about the Wolf and Toucan. We're like, is that confirmed? What are we talking about? And then we're like, ah, we got no clue. And then I saw it the next morning in the emails. I was like, oh, they emailed before the show, and I would have known that. Oh, that's good to know. Since I logged in on my desktop, it doesn't pop up on my phone. Boo. Oh. I wanted to capture it. I'll send it to you. Awesome. All right. Uh, man, Wolf and Toucan. That's, mm, I guess, I guess given the number of, but I don't, mm, my brain doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what What doesn't your brain like about it? Well, because they had like the pollinator, and I mean, I know dragonfly and palm tree. They're not. They're not actually like a pollinator. Like that's not the the right ratio, or the right species or anything. But like, I, it was like a plant and an animal, and so I was kind of expecting like uh, an animal and then like a flower or you know something like that, like a fish and algae or, or like kelp or like a butterfly and a sunflower. I don't know. I just thought it was like a wolf and a toucan. Like what's the, what do you think is going to be the, do you think they'll do another 75%, 25% like rare? And then one's going to go presumably the toucan with the tree. I don't know. I'm very confused. I mean, cause like a palm tree really wasn't something that needed to be pollinated per se. Um, I don't, I don't know. know I'm not a palm tree expert, so, but still you have something that's on the ground and, uh, you got something that's in the air. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Busher, I did. Thank you, brother. Down about 150 pounds, actually. All time low. That's awesome. I got to drop weight. Not like that, but still. All right. We're on to the market update. So looking at the top 10 city floors in Upland. um, San Francisco, you're killing me, fam. (laughs) It keeps falling. No, San Fran. But I do find it interesting out of the out of the top. Six, three of them are international cities now. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, honestly, I am completely okay with, I guess Berlin makes sense. Like Manhattan, London, Tokyo, I have no problem being higher than San Francisco. Um, honestly, I really don't. Um because they are tier ones, they were released sooner, so their floor, like their their starting cost <laughs> per square, was Way significantly higher. higher. I mean, again, San Francisco, you could buy properties 
quite a bit of them for less than a thousand upx. Yes. Like it was it was insane. And like most below like three thousand upx. Like and that was the that was one of my biggest regrets. You know, everybody asked me what's one of your biggest regrets was not buying the properties that were below a thousand upx, not figuring out where they were, how to buy them and find them before like FSA wasn't around at that point in time, you know. Yeah, FSA, FSA wasn't came around. in right at the end, right at the end. But the floor was 3000 you know, the, the cheapest property you commit was 3000 at that time, which is still, still in today's measures, super cheap for a tier one city. Super cheap. I mean, that's well inside, like, FSA. Like, it would be beyond FSA. Like, it'd be crazy. So, like, I don't... Berlin, I'm a little shocked because I don't think Berlin had as high of base prices as like London and Tokyo specifically. No. Um, Santa Clara's kind of shocking to me. Uh, but again, like Santa Clara and Rutherford both had crazy high spikes because of treasure hunting. Yes. Um, so they're, they're like in a little bit of a league of their own because of that. Um, Dallas and Arlington, uh, I think are going to be creeping up here soon. And that's if, when the floor of Dallas is higher than the floor of San Fran, I'm gonna, that that's going to be I'm going to be sad. What if San Fran falls out of the top ten? Mm. I don't know. Let's not think about it. All right. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it depends. If it's because we keep releasing, like because Sydney gets released, and then because Singapore gets released, and because you know. Um, trying to think like uh whatever miami. wherever miami gets uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i don't think that there's any in my mind there's no u.s city that's not released that should easily overtake san francisco hmm. um right would there be um because, I mean, is there even another Tier 1 city? Like, what other, San Diego? San Diego should be a Tier 1 city, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, maybe not, though, because it's maybe the lower population. A tier 2. Tier 2. It, it, it could be a low Tier 1. Yeah, low Tier 1, Tier 2. Um, Seattle could be, like, a little bit more trendy. I think Miami could top it. Austin, no one. Stop saying Boston. It ain't happening. Like, I mean, maybe it'll get released, but I mean, that ain't like that's tier three. That Ooh, is no, that Boston is, is not tier three. Stop trolling. Stop trolling people. That's tier four. <laughs> Boston's tier four. Stop get wrecked, trolling Boston. people. <laughs> get wrecked, Boston. I don't want to hear it. Stop trolling people. <laughs> All right. This is the. <laughs> This is the highest uh, city arbitrage. And what we look for here. (laughs) Do you even upland? She just turned upland into a verb. (laughs) Um, Here is the highest differential between your UPEX floor and your U.S. dollar price. This is a great place where if you want to buy in for U.S. dollar and sell for UPEX, this is a great exchange aspect to it. and once again, all this is not financial advice. Do your own research. And Upland is just a game. I, I stole that from you. Upland is just a game. 
Um, <laughs> for the record, I don't think I've ever said Upland is just a game. I think it's more than a game. However, it's not, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, you never said just a game. You've said it's a game. It's it's a game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it is more than a game. It is community and it is, and for some people, it's life. Looking at cheese, apparently. Um, but no, there's a lot more to it than just a game, but I don't believe it's an investment platform. If you're if you're approaching Upland like an investment platform, um, good luck to you. <laughs> uh, so we do have three cities that have a over a sixty percent differential between their U.S. dollar and UpEx floor price, and that would be Bronx, Nashville, and Tokyo. Um, but the other cities that yeah. are are sitting in the top 10, well over 55% or higher, San Francisco, Berlin, Rutherford, Bring Me Ham, Santa Clara, Cleveland, and New Orleans. And Bring Me Ham is the way that we call that city here because Thank Me Later loves food, and that's what he's referenced to it since it's released. So we know how it's really pronounced, but here on the show it is referenced as Bring Me Ham. Bring Me Ham. Uh, If there's money involved, you're making an investment. Mm. There... That is, that's, there, there are sentences that are just incorrect in general, but somehow every part of that sentence is incorrect. Wow. Because not only, not only can money be involved in it not be an investment, like, hey, here's a dollar, have a gift. You can also invest time. And so you actually don't even need money to be an investment. You can invest other things. And so just because money's evolved doesn't mean it's an investment. Yeah. And, and Chase, you, you are talking to somebody that will drop thousands upon thousands of dollars in games that you don't keep anything of it. It's just for bragging rights. And, and that's not me. That's thank me later. He, he'll, he'll spend money just to be the best in the game. So, and he gets no return from it other than bragging rights. Is that it's an investment? all an investment. Mm, it's an interesting it's a good take it's an interesting like uh thought right of like is every time you spend money i mean i mean at that point is everything an investment and then again there's always a return no yeah no there's not a return it might not be a monetary return. I mean, okay. So the statement was, if there's money involved, it's an investment. If I drop a dollar, money's involved. It's not an investment. Yeah, <laughs> I just it's, lost it's, a dollar. A, it's a negative. You lost a dollar. I don't know. If, that's not really investing. That's, well, you lose it. I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the rabbit hole, cheese. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. She's real fun at parties, I bet. Actually, Cheese is awesome at parties. She's she's really fun to party with, actually. Yeah. Now, Lois, this is where the price between the UPEX floor and the U.S. dollar floor are very close. Detroit is still very close, but hard to move properties just because you have so many people listed at $3. But, you know, it's $3 to 4177 UPEX, so that's very good conversion. Great time to buy an UPEX sell for U.S. dollars. Not financial advice, 
but Detroit, Buenos, Rio are all under 40% with their differential. Yeah, again, I would I don't know how deep the floors on Detroit and Rio are given their upex prices. I have to imagine those are pretty deep. I would be hitting Buenos Aires because even if you bought it 6500 and had to drop that to like 4 and a quarter, like you still have a lot of room to be able to like undercut yourself to be at be true floor and still get a pretty good ROI. Cheese, cheese, cheese is on it tonight. <laughs> Not posting that comment, <laughs> but this, it made me laugh. If you are rich and oh, I mean maybe. <laughs> I mean maybe. All right, the the people that listen on podcasts are like, "What's going on?" So if you're well, rich yeah, and very old, like, I'm not white. Why would you? You know that they can screen read. Yeah, be putting. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now the interesting part is on London being a tier one, they are one of the better cities where you can buy U.S. dollar uh, or buy an UPEX and sell for U.S. dollar. It's a 40% difference. But then if we go back to one of the higher differentials, Tokyo's one of the top ones at over 60%. Yeah. No, I would... I don't know what the markup on the floor is in Tokyo, but like that's that was definitely an interesting one. Obviously, for my money, um, from a buying in USD to sell for UPEX, I'm looking straight at San Francisco. Like under 750 for a San Francisco property, they're selling still for 17. To me, there's no reason that they should be under 25 floor. Um, so I really like that from, if if I'm buying USD, I'm probably buying in San Francisco at this point. That is true. The 24,999 are locked, but still the difference, let me, Mm -hmm. uh, that was a good point. I got to fix the formula to remove that one. Sounds like there's some stuff, uh. The Bronx, yeah, that's true. The Bronx, the Bronx would probably be solid too. Uh, honestly, um, that does seem like a really low. I guess in the cafe, everybody's avatars are moving around fine, but me and you are frozen, and now the audio is frozen. Yeah, womp womp. Um. Yeah, of course I want to keep San Francisco in the top 10. I'm heavily in, I'm heavily invested in San Francisco. So here's the cheapest UPEX floor prices and the markup for that. So a- as you can see, just because the property is at the floor price doesn't make it a good buy with your UPEX. No. Uh, True London floor, when we ran the numbers earlier, was 3500 and 36999 was a couple of properties up. But yes, that is correct. California Trading Company. Busher oh. says, I love San Fran. Props, gobble them up. Love the community there. Dogpatch, Alamo Square. Much love, yeah. Now, here's the top 10 cities and what their markups are for their cheapest prices of floors. Um, Rutherford still insane. Manhattan, Santa Clara, over 1,000%. If we want to see what the most expensive markups are, you got Rutherford, Manhattan, followed by San Francisco. 
Um, See, so that's what, like, again, if we, we, you know, dog on San Francisco a little bit from a, you know, the, the sheer number, but the reality is, like, it's still, you know, commanding quite a, a respectable markup in general. Um, so the people that bought in early to San Francisco are still making profit. But again, keep in mind that those people bought in three years ago um, and Manhattan, which was just a weird anomaly. Um, like these were the early ones. So if you keep going with it, in theory, again, the rest of these cities will continue to catch up, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then if you want to see where the lowest markups are, so these cities have the lowest markup percentage for their UPEX floor price, and that would be Arlington, Queens, Dallas, and surprisingly, Chicago. Wait, so these are the cheap... So so what we're seeing... Are you saying that there's no cities selling for under-mint UPEX right now? Is that um, what this data says? No, this is the floor price. So whatever the floor price is in the city, this is their markup percentage. Yeah, but sorry, none of the floors are selling under-mint. None of the floors are selling under mint, but there are yeah. properties selling under mint. You gotcha. For for Upex? Yes. Okay. But again, like that's so yet another reason to say play the floor, right? So when you look at the floor, like no one's losing none of the well, I shouldn't say that because depending on what they bought it for, but if these people minted these properties in these cities. And these are cities that aren't necessarily the super, super desirable ones either, right? Looking at you, Kansas City. Sorry. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's still that floor is still selling a 177% markup. So if you are buying the floor and minting the cheapest properties in a city when it first comes out, this is especially important for FSA players, right? The, the, to me, this means you're almost certainly going to be able to get some profit at some point. And, and the interesting the thing, floor. the only sold-out cities here are the Bronx, Bakersfield, and Santa Clara on the list. Everybody else still has mint, mintable properties. Oh, that's interesting. So I was playing around and was able to do some things different. So as I'm waiting for little Bob to do what he's supposed to be doing from July. Um, that's probably, on, that's probably more on me than little Bob. Okay. By the way. All right. For no, the record. no worries. Um, <laughs> no worries. I understand. Um, but yeah, we were able to go to the top 10 because there's a lot of movement. We, we do the top 10 and we were always doing the bottom five and the bottom five was pretty, being pretty steady with somebody popping in and out five, sometimes four. So let's look at the bottom 10. Let's look at the movement because there's a lot of movement going on down there with the prices. And uh, I was able to make it a little easier and find the bottom 10 floors and upland off of everything. So added a little something different. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Look at all these $3 hollers, eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Eight. Eight of the ten bottom cheapest floors in Upland are three dollar hollers. I mean, it makes. I guess is that just the tier three standard or bottom? I mean, what Chicago's not a tier three. 
Queens is in oh. tier three. Um, Detroit's oh, yeah. not what? a tier three. It's Cleveland's tier not a tier three. <laughs> Brooklyn's not Cleveland a tier three. should be a tier three. Chicago is Chicago tier one for some reason. Yes. Hmm. I mean, I guess it's a huge. It, it does have a lot of history. I shouldn't say it. it's just like it's it's like in a weird spot in Upland because it actually does have a lot of great neighborhoods. Um. They, yeah, you just want the economy to crater. That's what you want. You you want it to just no. That would be bad. They would, yeah, they would Absolutely. sell for probably a dollar. People would just cash out for nothing, um, which is good for the long term person. Yeah, but not, I mean, it depends though, because it's not good for the long term person if that causes the economy to collapse. True. So, all right, U.S. dollar markup still. It, uh, Manhattan, somebody sold something cheap and it's gone. It was just an anomaly, but that's what it was when we collected the data. So, <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. But yes. Wait. So Manhattan. Wait. People are selling Manhattan pri- properties for USD under mint. Yes. Wow. That's something I never thought I'd see. That's interesting. Okay. All right. My map assets that everybody pre-registered for last week have hit the manufacturing shop and are in Upland. Look at this. Dude. That's so cool. Yeah, I need like a gajillion of these, dude. Yeah. Um, So super excited that they're out there. Um, It's going to take me a few days to get some inventory. It's going, and I did have a nice white list. uh, Thanks to everybody that signed up for the white list. So I'm prioritizing manufacturing to get those churned out in time so they can be displayed on your property prior to Halloween. So that's absolutely awesome. Um, Thanks to Shaq for, and a couple other people that retweeted the form for people to sign up. Absolutely awesome there. Uh, I love the Midnight Reaper and how it just towers over everything. That's so dope. So if we do, let's see here. Hashtag breaker, B-R-E-A-K-E-R. We're going to give away the number five mint of that little guy with the red eye. Oh, shnikes. So if you're on YouTube, go ahead and put hashtag breaker. And we'll go ahead and give away the number five mint. Oh, man. I wanted to show. So while, while people are doing that, so hashtag breaker. Breaker? Yep. Like breaker, breaker? Ground Why breaker. Break- because the name's what? Groundbreaker. Because oh, he's coming God. out of a grave. So gotcha. once I get the map assets for the different gra- uh, gravestones we have, you can put a gravestone right behind it, and it'll look like he's coming out of the ground from the yeah. yeah. So you need to oh. buy two to make the real effect of it. There you go. I like it. Get get the bundle deal going. Absolutely. So, so one thing I, I just discovered today, and I or maybe earlier this week, but you, I want you to check your landmark when you get a chance. My landmark is hollow. 
Uh, it's very small, so I can't put much in it, but it's hollow. Really? Like the, the inside of the building, I, I don't know why. Oh, because it was one mission, so I just was like, uh, I put my totem, and and I was like, oh, I just needed to move it somewhere, so I moved it to one mission, and when it went there, it actually zoomed me in to the inside of my building, and the inside of my building actually has a spot to put stuff, and so it's like hidden inside the building if I want it to, and so I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely have to check that out, um, because that- yeah. That would definitely be super cool. Um, I'm messaging. Hey, Jen in the house. What up? I keep uh, I'm messaging X1 and Lizette because they're supposed to be managing the cafe and the stream. So I am letting them know that cafe keeps booting people and hopefully they can see behind scenes and fix that for everybody. All right. Ooh, Jennifer. Look at that. Jennifer's trying to snatch up. Thank you, Jennifer, so much for all the work you do behind the scenes with these map asset stuff. Check your Discord, girl. All right. Let's go ahead and give away one of these break breaker mint number five. Only 20, 20 All right. Yeah, it's part of the t- cafe testing. We're part of the I know part of the testing people oh damien damien what up damien congrats damien congratulations message me too stupid to win your in-game name and uh and then make sure you have a legit burner you know nflpa fifa whatever and we'll get the swap and you'll get the grave breaker number uh number five fresh off the production line today Congrats. That's so cool. And then, uh, oh, kids, 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 they stole my pen. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to write with. You're in front of a computer. I know. It's literally like originally. I got it. Oh, not even screenshot. You can just open up a little notepad and type it with the typey type. Oh, you're right. You could just type it to me in Discord. I mean, I'm not going to look at it, but you'll I, have I know. It. I know. The funny thing is, is you're like, what is that screenshot? And that was done weeks ago. <laughs> it was like a month ago. I was like, oh, no idea. All right, yes. Damien, please message me your in-game name, and we'll get that set up. Yes. If you have messaged me on Discord at some point, I turned off Discord notifications and forgot I did that. And uh, just checked Discord today to about a thousand private messages uh, and all kinds of notifications, and then immediately shut shut it back down because it was <laughs> entirely too overwhelming. Uh, so if you have messaged me, and I don't know, probably two weeks. I have no idea how long I haven't been checking Discord. I cannot honestly remember, uh, and uh, I don't really miss it. If I'm being honest, so. <laughs> Probably going to be hard to go back. Uh, anyway, oh yeah, I know cheese, and I and cheese. You specifically were one that I was thinking about because I was like, you know what, she's probably sending me all kinds of stuff. Oh, you know what? And I did because I joined your server. That's what I did yesterday. I joined your server um, because I saw that you sent me an invite to it, and I joined it. And then people started like 
greeting me. I think Shaq said hi. And then I freaked out. And then I was like, delete. And uh, I am still waiting on... There was some issue. There was a confusion on Coffin's Bony Secret. It was out on the forum for people to uh, pre-register for. So that is not in my factory right now, but it should be soon. It was following right behind everything else. So there was a... I messed up and sent the wrong P3 ID link, and the team had some questions about that. So... Once that got validated, we'll be all good, and hopefully that hits my factory here soon, and I'll get those manufacturing still. I forgot about the whole groundbreaker, too. That guy's pretty cool. Um, I did learn some things with uh, working with the design team on this, and definitely looking forward to the next batch of things that I produce. Um, As you can see, if you're in the arrangement, you can see the... The head and the glowing eye of the grave breaker, but the issue is, is when you zoom out, he's looking down. So really didn't think of that in placement. And those are things that, you know, designer mistakes. So when you're arranging it on your property, you can see it. It looks pretty cool. But then if you come over here, you see that it's kind of looking down. You don't see the red eye and and all that fun stuff. And that, Oh, yeah. You would want it almost like looking up more. Right. And as you can see, the Midnight mm-hmm. Reaper is looking up. So you can see the fun in that. So it is. Uh, gotcha. Oh, Jen. Okay. So because see previous comment about getting Discord paralysis. Is there a way that I can like onboard an art team to like get the process through for my factories because I'm terrible at it and like people want to submit these things to have me build and I'm down for it, but trying to like manage that is really overwhelming. You could talk. Can to I like that? I know how to do that. Can I like delegate? Like, can I delegate people to like like manage that part of it? Probably not yet. Well, I mean, because it just seems like if it's all it is is submitting, and I just say, hey, these people have ability to submit for for Thank Me Later's factories, like, and then that way I'm not holding it up. I'm, I'm not saying – cheese, don't be like that. Like, I don't <laughs> know why you're coming in at hostile at me. Like, I'm literally asking for help. Like, I'm like, I'm too overwhelmed to do a basic thing. Like, I need help. So she how about help. you? Don't. That's why Jennifer's awesome. Cool. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate it. All right. So, spent a lot of time on this. These are actually pretty cool. I have more coming. Um, The Midnight Reaper, that is about 18 feet tall. And this is about, this is a good size. This is about eight feet tall. Yeah, no. Like, if, if, if I went to the Home Depot and brought that back, people would be like, really, where you put that? Like, I'm like, dude, it's cool, though. <laughs> They're like, that's so ridiculous. That was where some of the inspiration came from. I came at the Home Depot and the and the Spirit Halloween with these giant things. But I was like, it's just not tall enough. And Upland gave us the limit of six meters. I'm like, make it six meters. I'm like, we're, we're going big. Yeah. The neighbor up the street, they got a 12-foot uh, skeleton that they put up in their yard every year, which is huge. So yeah. I'm like, this is even better. No, it's super cool. Like, uh, I really like the giant, like, um, scaled, like the skeletons and stuff. They just have such a cool presence. 
And that Grim Reaper is definitely going to add some uh, holiday flair uh, to some spooky neighborhoods for sure. I'm really excited for that. That's so neat. I want to have a, I need to build a micro house and then put the Reaper next to a micro house. I, I don't have a micro house and that's the only reason I will build a micro house is just to put the Reaper next to it to see. Just for scale purposes. For scale purposes. You know what? You're probably better off buying one. True. <laughs> I would, I just go find somebody selling it for dirt cheap. I wouldn't waste my spark. But the property needs to be big enough because look at the footprint of that Reaper though. Uh, but, but you've already proved it in this screenshot. It'll like, you can just override it. Right. Right. And then just put it next to it. (laughs) Yeah. It wouldn't fit in the front of this property. I have it on, (laughs) I have it on a different property. It it would fit behind the house. Uh, I have room. I got a I left a backyard on this property, you know, not much of a front yard, big backyard. So I like, I like this comment completely out of context. Give one to me. I do have a micro for reference. <laughs> I had to go there. Golden. Golden. <laughs> yes. Use your spark for producing map assets. Correct. That, that's what I'm doing. My factory is loaded up and it's just going to keep churning them out. So, nope. Excited for that. More to come. And if I don't get. All my submissions before Halloween this time. There's definitely next year too, and I will have a lot of time to build the inventory. So that would be awesome. Well, that and again, there are neighborhoods. Shout out to Creedmore, uh, Boboa Lake. Uh, there are you know spooky themed neighborhoods. I would imagine that uh, there could even be maybe some spooky themed racetracks that people might want to decorate. Uh, so even though these are probably valuable, more valuable during the season, I definitely see, you know, year round potential for really showing off, uh, some spirit, uh, throughout Upland. So very, very cool. Yeah. And I, I do like Toshack did an amazing job with their team developing and designing these and then, the Upland team, you know, there was a lot of dialogue talking about because before you had a lot of, you know, it can't be stone, can't be this, can't be living, can't, can't, and there was a lot of dialogue and talking about the intent of what these were supposed to be. So I'm happy that the Upland team was open as they're developing their meta ventures and their map assets. And I'm happy that they came out with such detail and design and it wasn't like, watered down just to get them into the game so yeah no i think it is starting to get very well-rounded um i think you know they they kind of have their niches now with the map ornaments and the um the or uh map assets and the building ornaments um which is really cool uh, in addition to everything else so i think it's and now with with protom and stem and all that gonna be be here before you know it like it's good that this is getting foundationally built oh it is and there's so many map i mean there's over a thousand meta ventures now um between black explorer shops legits and map assets and car dealerships it's crazy and very excited for it and i'm very excited to see what everybody else as they're getting through 
And, and that's the interesting thing. It, well, not the inter- it, it's the facts is there's a bottleneck that all these processes are going through and the teams are figuring out the most effective way to be able to mass approve them and work through these with still not sacrificing um, yeah, I don't like the, the bottleneck implies a negative thing. I think it's more of just like a content and quality funnel, yes. right? That's probably like, it's I, not I, a I wasn't bottleneck. Try, I wasn't like, trying to be negative about it. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I just, I think bottleneck inherently has some negative connotations. Uh, but I think even if they, you know, had 10 X the capacity, I think that they are, intentionally funneling it through and saying, hey, we want to do this in very controlled batches so that way we have more control over the quality and the process, uh, and then they will continue to ramp up. Yeah. Mr. Allen, see, I know you're not scared. You're you're always talking. You're always having a good time. You're not scared. I don't think you get scared, I, Mr. Allen. Oh, no, I think he's scared of the dragon. I don't uh, maybe. Know. Uh, maybe he's scared. I don't know what he's scared of. What are you scared of? Uh-oh. We got people waiting for factories in due time, patience. I was shut down for six months. Leave it be. Nothing. But yeah. Also, how how was the Cleveland release for you, eh? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's good. No, but yeah. This stuff was submitted and you know the team did a good job. Both teams did a good job of designing it and implementing it. So super excited for that. All right, introducing Kaboom. And to talk about Kaboom, we have Dak and Shaktalin to join us. Dak and Shaq. Dak and Shaq and Shaq and Dak. On the attack. But Dak might... Oh, there he is. All right. I There's bring him Dak. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> first. There we go. Kaboom. And we'll stop sharing. Nobody... We saw that. All right. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for having us on. <laughs> echo, echo. It's a, that's a toss hat corset, isn't it? It is. And it's purple because kaboom. See the beautiful purple? Um, yes, it's from the toss heads company corset story based in the United <laughs> Kingdom. And shipping worldwide. And they sent it to me because it's their new color. And it just happens to be the Kaboom purple or close to it. Love it. Thank you. That's super cool. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So what is let's let's start off with what is Kaboom? Uh, Kaboom is a national organization that's dedicated to eliminating place spacing inequality. I'm sorry. I just saw that <laughs> maybe Damn Vegas, it, cheese. Maybe Vegas next year. If we raise enough money, we put Dak in a corset. Wait. If it's for a nonprofit charity, I'm in. I thought you. I thought you were laughing because you gave a fake description of what Kaboom was. I'm very confused. <laughs> You're just laughing at Cheese's comment. I was just like, "That's a weird thing to joke about" because it sounded very serious, and then you just started laughing like, "Ha!" Ah, I know, right? That's what it is. It's so wrong. Wait. So what is Kaboom? I got to Kaboom. Show. Yeah. So Kaboom is a national nonprofit that's dedicated to ending place-based inequality. Inequality. Uh, God. And so okay. Go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, break down what play space inequality really means and why people should be concerned with that. So one of the uh, key tenets that they have and and the ideas that they have is that children need to play, that it develops social skills, it develops interactive skills, it develops uh, logic, uh, you know, critical thinking, and and it could also help with, you know, uh, physical kind of uh, being able to, I don't know what they call it. Hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination and just being able to understand your physical kind of space and stuff. And so it it becomes kind of one of those foundational elements. But in a lot of areas, um, access to those play spaces is either very limited or not available at all. And most of the time, it happens to be in neighborhoods where it's mostly minorities and um, and impoverished uh, areas. And so and the organization really has kind of focused on being able to create spaces where kids can be kids. And to me, I mean, I'm still a huge kid, so... That just kind of resonates. I think we all are. <laughs> I think, and that's why it fits so well in Upland. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's what Kaboom is about. Now, how did you two decide to start working with Kaboom and thinking this is going to fit into Upland? Or, yeah, break that down for us. Well, uh, as you guys know, I was doing the, I've been doing the whole idea of perpetual good in the metaverse. And my initial taste uh, test case of that was the Creedmoor Halloween Race Spectacular last year, where I was like, hey, thank me later. You think you can put something together in three weeks? And they, you know, the, the team went nuts. They put it all together. We raised $5,000 for Child Mind Institute. And my partner in crime, or my partner in good, was Shaq. And so... As I'm doing my perpetual good in Metaverse uh, Twitter spaces, I meet with James Siegel from Kaboom. He's a past CEO. He's a fellow now of Kaboom. And I start talking to him about sort of like some of the things that I'm doing with the idea of uh, perpetual good in the Metaverse. We talk. He likes some ideas. Then I meet with Danny. She likes the ideas. And I'm like, Shaq, what do you think? And then the rest is history, Shaq. Yeah, Dak invited me in, and I feel really just grateful and fortunate that um, Dak likes to work with me. So I got invited to be part of this amazing um, process of bringing a great charity that does a lot of good in the real world, um, getting to bring them in to actually partner with Upland. And for, um, at, you know, at some point, we realized that they're they're going to need map assets, and so it just worked so perfectly for the Tosh Shack to go ahead and um, design those assets. So we met with Kaboom and uh, read through their brand book that has all of their colors and you know the various things that are important to the organization for their branding and um, the Tosh Shack team is. Tosshead and me and Fadi. And so um, the three of us worked together, each in our own specialty, and created the map assets that Dak is now manufacturing in the Kaboom factory. And so um, just it was an amazing thing to get to be a part of. So thank you for inviting me to be part of it, Dak. <laughs> and that's and my goal is when you... 
you two. Sorry, have... just real quick, real quick. Okay. Real quick. I just got to say this real quick. So when you have someone that you can work with and you know you're successful, don't mess that up and keep doing it with that person. So I already have a good track record with Shaq, so it was just a no-brainer. Oh, that's definitely good advice. Um, and can I say something? All the time. Absolutely. <laughs> I just want to say that the mission of Kaboom is really important. I didn't realize that play space iniquity was even a thing in impoverished and mostly black and brown communities. I didn't know that. But I do know that there are there is inequality in the world that affects certain groups and it's not fair and it's not right. And that really is important to me for these things to be made right so that we can live in a better world where everyone has a chance. And there's a fantastic documentary that Kaboom put together um, that shows Kaboom going into on the South side of Chicago and, um, for the time that this playground was being built, two gangs actually, rival gangs, declared a truce. Um, and it it's a great story about the power of these community spaces. Um, and so you should go, you know, find the video about Kaboom and uh, building playgrounds in Southside Chicago. I think Chicago. it's the Pullman, uh, Pullman Project. Uh, I think it's Pullman. The factory and and the fa- uh, the properties that we picked have some kind of relationship to Kaboom's real world mission. So the factory in Chicago is actually two blocks away from the playground that Shaq is talking about. Yeah. Now that's uh, that's really great. Um, we did have a question of how will the partnership work? Will the charity receive most of the proceeds from the asset sale? How is that broke down? Yes. Um, the Toss Shack um, did not charge anything for the creation of these assets, and we will receive nothing. So, Dak, you can take it from there. And then Upland and Kaboom, they have uh, – so there's corporate partnerships and then there's these nonprofit partnerships. And the nonprofit partnerships are a lot more um, giving. Upland is a lot more giving in the way they structure it. So a lot of people might be familiar with UDM Pro and some of the, uh, some of the buyback processes they have. I'll just say that the nonprofit arrangement is a lot nicer. And so – uh, and, and I think you saw in the release uh, and, the, and the message that, that was put out, Upland is just charging a 10% uh, kind of administration fee. So 90% of proceeds are going to Kaboom. Now, what's even better and I think is, is really kind of cool is that the way it's set up is, um, you know, uh, with, the, uh, with the assets, the whole idea of royalties on the assets where the creator can actually receive on secondaries. Well, Kaboom is going to be able to take advantage of that as well, just like all of the other players that are creating assets. So it creates that whole perpetual model that I keep talking about where one digital asset can actually create a, um, a revenue stream that is recurring. And that is so important for nonprofits. They call them sustainers. So in many ways, the Upland community is now becoming a sustainer of Kaboom. Now, when 
are these sales for the map assets going to be in U.S. dollars only, or are they going to be in U.S. dollars and UPEX, and then Upland will convert the UPEX to U.S. dollars for Kaboom? It is straight UPEX. Okay. Straight UPEX, and then Kaboom and, and Upland have an arrangement for converting the UPEX. And actually, I have something to share. You want? Can I share? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Uh, you got your leaderboard up. Right oh, no, no, not that, not that, not that, not that, not that. What, I got something that, else. Well, that's what you had I, up I, in the queue. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I'm sharing a screen. Okay, there we go. So this is the Kaboom Playground um, uh, factory, and there it is. You can now start to see those assets that uh, Toshack created. And we have the monkey bars. We have three different variations of monkey bars. We have the classic swing. And our premier is the dino uh, slide. And the dino slide only has 100 mints. So um, <laughs> we will be getting these done. And so the first one will be done in nine hours. So this is the low quantity, high price for charity sale for these items. Well, do you think 11,500 Upix is high priced? Oh, not at all. Now, that's the for now the Dino slide, that one is expensive. That one I think is 50,000 Upix. Yeah. Now, there there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with pricing, you know. It's just it's going for a good cause. I wasn't trying to attack your pricing. I was just Oh, no, no. I was trying to talk I, about the, the mint numbers versus, you know, because the lower mint, you can charge a higher price to, to help raise the funds quicker. And that, yep. that was the angle I was driving at. No, and you're, and you're dead right about that. And and we actually had a lot of conversations, right, Shaq, about how many assets that we wanted to produce, what the mint numbers were. Do we go high mints and sell low? Uh, but then they take forever to sell. We wanted to actually kind of generate some of that excitement like the gnomes did. I mean, people were stalking the factories. <laughs> I mean, they were stalking the factories. And we would love to see that for Kaboom, just to show Kaboom that the community is really excited about this and that they can, you know, that they're going to sell and that they're going to raise these funds that, um, that I said they could do. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and, and I think that the slides play to the nature of Kaboom, uh, what Toshak did with uh, being able to work with the Kaboom standards, work with the Kaboom staff to kind of put something together and then kind of capture the spirit of the, of the playgrounds that they've created. I think that was awesome. Yeah, and uh, just shout out to Tosshead and Fadi for their amazing design work. They these assets are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see a question about showroom. So there is a showroom in Chicago, but we are also building uh, showrooms in Queens uh, in Fresh Meadows. We are building a showroom in uh, Oakland, right, Shaq? Oakland, Dallas. And Queens. Those are so we're trying to cover the whole uh, country. Very nice. Um, sorry, really quick, I want to give away one of the one more map asset. So I want to go ahead and give away the number five mint of the Harvest Pillar 
So hashtag harvest to enter to win the number five mint of the harvest pillar. Of the two I'll words of harvest and pillar, I guess whatever. Some people misspell pillar a lot. Harvest is yeah, easier I, to spell. I guess. Um. <laughs> uh, there we go. Now, all right, continue. I just wanted to give it away. We're hitting. We're hitting an hour, so you know. Um, no, that that was. Um, no, th- uh, this is. There's so much more. This is uh, amazing. You two are the first, you know, players to have a partnership with Upland in bringing in a nonprofit. You know, the, we have this. We have the Breast Cancer Foundation going on, but you know, this is player initiated. You. You two brought it to Upland. You two worked through all of it. So that's amazing, and this is history-making right here. So that's that's amazing in itself. Yeah, I'm hoping that now that we've gone through the process, I mean, it took seven months to get to this point, and I keep talking about aggressive patients. Holy <laughs> cow, What that this was like the epitome of aggressive patients. And imagine me trying to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> that's hard to do. Yeah, that's impressive because we're – Shaq and I, Shaq and I would just DM directly and be like, "Ah!" (laughs) Yeah. So anybody who has heard me talk about things I can't talk about yet, this is um, this is the big one. So now you know. (laughs) Well, that's super cool. Yep. Great job, Deb. Great job. Thank you. All right. Um, oh, quick URL. Uh, hold on. Let's give this away and definitely want to talk URL because uh, our boy KO is killing it. All right. All right. We got, uh, we got 23, uh, 23 entries here. Let's see who wins mint number five. Let's go. Going, 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 going. Oh, oh. Oh, oh Blue Rain. Blue Rain. My girl. There you go. Congratulations, Blue Rain. We'll we'll work that out. I got to get it off my... Oh, you can't see it. It's me and Blue Rain from... from... Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have mine downstairs in in my office. That was... was, When she showed it to me and gave it to me, I was like, aw. Uh All right, let's let's talk some URL now. All right, so we had the week three races. Uh, as I said, the first heat was going to be like killer. It was, uh, and as you can tell, there has been a lot of movement. Uh, TB125 has consistently been placing in the top three, and that actually has helped his point scores. Uh, Arshak took it last week. Was it Arshak? Yeah. And um, but Ko Ninja, he makes the races exciting. I don't know if you've seen the the recording where I just kind of go nuts. It's like ah, because <laughs> he just came out of nowhere to just secure, and he dropped Mashef down to fourth with his like out of the blue move. Uh, and so it was just exciting. And I've been seeing the times that the races have been putting in, and I did a race against Mashef uh, today in another racing server. I lost by 21 seconds. <laughs> That's wild. That, and I was in second place. <laughs> and I was in second place. 
so yeah no that it's like we really are starting to develop professional racers i was talking to matsuda r about you know like they are having team strategy meetings and thinking about like how to run the races memorizing the tracks where to move like he doesn't even look at the mini map anymore he just knows the turns as they're coming from racing it over and over i mean this is the level of like competition that we're starting to see i know the ninjas they do like where the in their uh, server they'll start they'll come in and they'll do racing against uh, folks in the server just so that ko can get practice against other drivers Dang, that's great. It's, it's, like, fun. it's, it's Upland's own eSport version in the Upland Racing League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah content uh, user-created, though. Exactly. And uh, last week, we got to be the guinea pigs for the cafe. And, yeah, we ran into a couple of, guinea, uh, of technical issues. But, I, as I said, it's all part of the testing and building it uh, so that it gets better and better. Tomorrow, I will say a couple of quick things. We are talking about KO. High Park Ninjas is sponsoring tomorrow's race, so definitely check them out. They have, uh, if you don't know, they have Ninjava, and they have a 20% discount code uh, as part of their sponsorship for the race tomorrow. So take advantage of that. Uh, I love that real-world brands are getting involved, even if they are player-owned real-world brands. I think that's even cooler. Uh, And we are racing Abdullah 86 SA's uh, Kingdom Speedway which is a really fun little track. It looks like a Sphinx. Um, And again, we will be streaming it in the Upland Cafe, so another chance for wearables. Uh, Elijah in the Real Note LA. Uh, Buck is uh, streaming it now too, and then our own MRN Twitch channel and YouTube channel. So lots of places to catch it. Yep. And uh, Wolf Warner is holding strong in sixth place, moving up each week, five, eight, nine, increasing in points each week, getting better. So love to see that. Um, we need to thank me later. You need to get your uh, cars back, and we got to have the Upland Pod or the Upex Podcast Racing Team. You know, start sponsoring it with your cars. Yeah, <laughs> or the Upex World. You know, I, I won't take it to the podcast, but at least the Upex right. World get, get a team going there with the Upex World. Hey, if you, um, if you got drivers, I got cars. I just don't have. I just not. I'm not a driver. So yeah, I, I've learned I'm. I enjoy being a commissioner more than I enjoy being a driver. I'm get, when I got my butt spanked by 21 seconds. I'm like, okay, I'm not a racer. Yeah, I'll let the <laughs> professionals handle the driving. I'll just. I'll just supply the cars and uh, the the winning the purses. Um, let let the professionals do the driving. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, tomorrow's heat number two is going to be the exciting one. Four of the top six are racing in heat number two, the qualifying heat number two, meaning that one of those top four won't make it into the top six. Oh, at least, at least, at one. least one. And I, and I'm sure that there are a couple of people like Recurrier who's been, ha- who had some technical difficulties and uh, Swedish mogul who are going to try to make sure that more than one don't make it to the top six. There you go. So it's exciting. No, absolutely. I love uh, what the Upland Racing League has been doing and Look forward to the future, and you need an Upex World Racing team in here. Expand it. Get, get more people racing. Um, one of the things that we're doing is we are working with other leagues, and so if you want to drive, uh, we are actually 
working with other 